Welcome to Friday Night Games, and today's topic is the 14th Annual Golden Geek Awards. So with us today is John and myself, Matt. And Hello. <laughs> wave to the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh, can, you, can, you, can you hear the air of my hand? No, <laughs> but, I'm sure, but it looks great on this uh, Skype call. <laughs> so today we're going to be going through the list of winners and nominees and what we think should have won or what we haven't mm-hmm. played. So cool. Let's uh let's get down to it. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton with Matt and John and Mike and Bill. I almost forgot that other Matt too. All right, so let's look at this list. Ooh, this <laughs> This is a big list. This is a big list. Yeah, I got I got some opinions about hold on, hold on. how this all went John, down. John, I have a question for you. What what is the f- annual Golden Geek Awards? First of all, what is this? What are we even talking about today? Uh, so the Golden, it's the 14th annual Golden Geek Awards. So this is a board game geek user popularity voted, contest. Voted popularity contest <laughs> for games. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, so basically uh, any board game geek uh, user can go on and nominate in each of the categories um, or not no- nominate. You, like, you, don't have to, you don't have to nominate any for every, every uh, category, you know, especially if you haven't played the game or whatever, you can skip it. But yeah, but based off the winner, I feel like this was more of a big popularity contest. Not, not only is it a popularity contest, it looks like it's a like what is your favorite game designer contest? Am I right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> especially in the ga- especially the game of the year section. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, there's nothing. Well, we'll get into it in a bit. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. I cut, cut your rant off there. No. So yeah, basically what I was saying is, um, you know, I voted in, in, in the categories, but there was a lot in there that I had no idea what it was. Like I felt like the nomination list was so extensive that it was very hard to not just pick. Oh, I just like that game the best instead of actually putting like a lot of thought into it and really curating my answer because I played every single game. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it's I'm looking at like first of all, I'm just I'm just staring at um, board game of the year. Right. And what comes to my mind right away is that I've only played. One, two, three, four and a half. <laughs> I played four, four and a half. I played four and a half games on that. So it's it's hard, and some of these games are really hard to acquire. So I'm looking at um, Maracaibo, for instance. That was on my list to purchase at PAX Unplugged, and when, right. when it, and I couldn't find it, so I couldn't buy it. I could vote for it, but I don't own it. <laughs> so i don't know what it's like right i know it's good everyone says it's good it gets good reviews people are talking about it it's on the popular list but i can't physically own it right now so i don't know and there's what fifth there's what 15 games on that there, list? there is 15 games yeah yeah so that's a lot yeah so maybe production uh goes into actually how, how these games get selected right i mean if it's easily accessible and you play it then you're more than likely gonna review it um, I, yeah. as, as a very interesting note, a, a bunch of these are free on Tabletopia. So like Barrage, Paladins of the West Kingdom, and that's it. 
<laughs> so maybe not. Fair, fair. Are these types of awards, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having uh, users in a forum vote for their favorite game or or whatnot, but I've, do, do you find it skewed to be more of a popularity contest than actual critical uh, uh, thought process into it? Uh, I, I absolutely think it's skewed. And I think it's skewed because, you know, Board Game Geek, uh, mind you, I love them. They're a great site. I use them all the time. We have all the knowledge on all board games because they're basically Wikipedia for board games. But the user base of it isn't everybody. Like, like they're very hardcore people, right? But then again, I guess these awards are hardcore. Like, I don't know anyone who's <laughs> going around and buying buying uh pax uh premier second edition which you it's just on kickstarter right now <laughs> so, it's like, so it's like how do you even <laughs> you can't even get this game unless you have the first version right so right. Right, sorry there, sorry i shouldn't say that. there's a reprint of pax uh premier that was reprinted uh two months ago but the thing is like okay so they had to reprint it because it's hard to get so chances are you don't own it Right? right compare that to um oh marvel champions the card game so that's a fantasy right. flight game and fantasy flight can mass produce card games obviously like that would be you would think that'd be higher up on the list over something like pax premier because it's easy it's easily accessible so some so more people have played marvel champions less people have played pax premier so no one really you know what i mean so you're, you're getting a biased vote i you know i studied math you know, uh 50 years ago. <laughs> and when I, and, you know, and one of the things is bias, right? So like, is this data bias? Yeah, of course it is. It's completely biased. Of course. Yeah. Because, you know, not everyone owns all these games. And, and when you're looking to buy a game, you're going to favor certain games because you trust the company over other games because you don't know much about that company or you don't know much about that game. Right. So yeah, that's called a bias. I, it's, it's, clearly biased <laughs> this is like a it's like a learning session learning with matt yeah. <laughs> learning with matt <laughs> what do you what do you think am i am i going crazy here am i just talking out of my my bum no yeah yeah so i, I went and voted and tried to vote on every category as best as i could you know and it was actually pretty hard like there's gate like i have not played a lot of these games myself and you know like not saying that i play every single game that's out there but we would if we had the money or the people selling us the games exactly you know you do you just do what you gotta do and for me it was like very like well i can't vote for this category honestly because it's like i i've only played the one game right so obviously that's gonna be my my favorite game there there was one category where we did play a lot of the games though (laughs) It was like one yeah. category. I'm like, oh, we played a lot of these games. We could be the experts on it. <laughs> right. What category was that? Oh, take a guess. Come on. Um, Come on. I'm trying to think here. Card game. Par- party games. Yeah, it, party games is one of the ones where I had like clearly uh, one, yeah. two, three, four, four. And there wasn't that many. So that's almost half. So I'm like, oh, I feel pretty good about myself playing on that one, you know? <laughs> What's a good board game award that like has some some actual merit 
I don't want to say this doesn't have merit to it, but... Um, oh, one that's decided by industry professionals? That would be the Origins Award. There you go. So how would you compare Origins Award to uh, the board game Geek, right? Like, You know what? It's still pretty similar, but there's a lot of... Uh, you know, there's a lot behind it. I think Root won one year. Uh, Root might have won last mm-hmm. year, actually. Root won the Board Game Geek, Golden Geek Award last year. Did it? Yeah, they probably won. It probably won the Origins Award too. Which I mean, yeah, they they correspond. And I and I know the winner of this year is actually going to win. I mean, not that I know, but I'm assuming it's going to win because it is because of the game and everything right. that went behind it. Keeping everybody in suspense. You like that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, everyone knows what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's gonna be a big unveiling. Come on, big unveiling. Maybe we can big, big unveiling. Okay, so well, let's. Well, we we can just focus on board game of the year. Looking at this list, which game would you have voted for as board game of the year? There's <laughs> a lot of stress in this. A lot of stress in your job. Why do you got to do this to me, man? Just put me on the spot like that. Okay, um, it's it, it is clear, but I want to say that there is one game up there that I think could overthrow it. But I haven't played it, so I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I, I I know my answer. <clears throat> well, what's your answer? What do you What do you think my answer is? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I don't know. Is the answer the what? Who won? Yeah, <laughs> I would have voted yeah, for that. It? Yeah, I would definitely. I look. I yeah, I would have voted for the one that won. What about you? What? what but uh, wait. Say, so say I actually, piece. I actually did vote. Okay on this and i voted for clank legacy Ooh, that's a good one too i um i think the reason why i chose that one over the game that won (laughs) was like how much fun and immersive that game is it just it sucks me in to the theme uh of 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 the game and you know i love being able to manipulate the board with like you know when you name cards or like towns and stuff like that and like that's that that just makes the game great for me and i have so much fun and i'm actually like sad that we can't play it because we're in <laughs> we're isolated you know self-isolation or whatever and you know and i was just, just thinking about it today i was like damn it like we could have been on like our you know could have finished this campaign by now and or finished this uh the, and i'm just so mad about it and i just want to get back in this game yeah i the comedy of it too i was gonna say the comedy behind that it doesn't take itself right. too seriously which is awesome you know, it's just exactly. fantastic. Um, the one game I was going to say that I haven't tried that I that could compete is, and I mentioned it earlier, is Maracaibo because it got yeah. such good reviews and people were talking, you know, the internet was all a fire on it. But I, like I said, if I can't get a hold of it, I can't play it. But then again, all these games on the list, they all have something great about them. Like I was looking at The Crew, the quest for Planet Nine. I don't, I don't think that's a game of the year worthy but you know it is it is a really good game it is a really good game and i feel like you know it's something that should be acknowledged and and it was on the list but other things the winner knocked it down a million times (laughs) (laughs) do you want to mention the winner (laughs) sure yeah go for it it's up (laughs) well i i feel so basically like where, where i was getting with this um, and it being, you know, quote unquote popularity contest was that, you know, wingspan one board game of the year, but it seems like it's almost swept the entire, 
awards. Yeah, I, I thought it won uh, mm-hmm. best uh, podcast, didn't it? <laughs> best podcast <laughs> on the awards that it did win, like our presentation. Yeah, it's beautiful. The art is very well done. The pictures of the birds are amazing. But is it the most innovative game? Innovative game that you've played this year? No. Or the most, it, or the most strategic, or the most strategic game you played this year? Is it the best card game you played this year? Because it won best card game. I don't know how. Yeah, so, uh, you can't see John's face, but he's just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at it. Uh, card game's not on this list here. It, oh yeah, it is. Yeah, there it is. There it is. It won best card game. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? No, I would have. Pro- I would have probably put uh, the crew or Marvel Champions over that. Well, even there's even Aeon's yeah. Aeon's End Legacy, Aeon's which was like, awesome. Like there's like. Yeah. It's so, and that's what I voted for. I voted for Aeon's Legend. Nice. I haven't played it, but but like but like, it's a wonderful world is a great game too. Actually, that's one of the most underrated games uh, here. It's a wonderful world. I, it's yeah. a drafting game. I don't know if you could call it a card game, but it is more of a card game than Wingspan. <laughs> yeah. Also, Marvel Champions, the card game, <laughs> <laughs> which is super hot and people love it. It's like that didn't win. Yeah. Wingspan beat it. That sounds like there's a disconnect. There's bias from the people who like Marvel Champions, the card game, and like Wingspan. They probably don't overlap, right? So, right. <laughs> it's just like, what is this? And then the crew, which is actually a really good game, didn't win. It's like, what? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so, I mean, and like looking through the comments on like the winning thing, like people are actually pretty upset that Wingspan swept it as well. And they're like, you know, it's it's fine that it did, and it's a great game, and I love playing it, but I really don't think it should have swept seven of the awards. Right. And I and I think Board Game Geek also was like, oh, y'all really like Wingspan. There's like one of the comedy <laughs> wrote as he posted, <laughs> he just posted the winner. <laughs> yeah, just like a dry, like, like I get it, y'all. Like, I mean, we know it's gonna be board. We know we knew it was gonna be board game of 2019. I just, you know, we knew we we actually predicted it. A while ago, so you know it's gonna be. It's like the Oscars, right? Like you know when you see the movie that's gonna win the Oscar, right? And then it's just like that. It's just gonna win. Yeah. One funny thing I saw was uh, innovate innovative, and it's like Wingspan won, and I'm like, "Mm, I don't think Wingspan like. (laughs) No. I mean, it's a good game. Like, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it really innovated that much. But then the second one was funny too. It was the crew, the quest for Planet Nine, and I'm like, so people never heard of Euchre. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mind you, I love the game. I've I've played it like every week for well, every week until this isolation. But I'm like, this is just euchre. Like, I get it. Yep. Like, yeah, it is. It is innovative on euchre. <laughs> but then wavelength, a game, a game that is actually really innovative, is download. <laughs> like, who, like who is voting here? You know what I mean? It's like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could be. Could be. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so that, that's that's my thought on the whole award thing. You know, I, I I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy about it, but I think, in my opinion, uh, maybe have the categories, or sorry, the nominees in each category skewed down a little bit so there's not as many choices to choose from. And then you can be like, okay, so instead of 15 games, have it down to like five or six of games that are really, 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 really awesome. And then, you know, have maybe people can make a more informative choice, I guess would be my, my thing. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. I mean, there might have been stuff that was missed too because it's a lot smaller. Obviously, this is a very, right. you know, very, uh, the list was probably taken from their, their list of games. So they yeah, probably didn't. Probably from their rating system or whatever. Right. 
So, right. and where's top indie game on this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that. I don't. Know. I don't know. But I like indie game. Indie games are some of the best games we played. Well, yeah, because they're the innovative games. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> they are. They don't. They don't. They honestly go for things that other games don't. You know, like so when Mantis Falls wins for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and if most innovative game of the year, then we know that someone actually listened to this podcast. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna give our top indie games that we played. <laughs> uh, All right. I wish we had an award to give out. Um, I mean, you guys have some high, some high fives. Whoever whoever wins. Yeah. Um, I just want hold on before we before we do this, John. Uh, a really fun thing for me and him is that we actually wrote down all the games we played, so it's kind of like a memory thing. Could we fit, could we remember the games we played? So here we go, John. What is your list? All right, so Zabarius, Salty Dog, Thousand Year Beard, Gem Blender, Secret Agent, You Superpowered, Fire Tower, Black Brick, Mission to Planet Hex, Epic of Gil and Ennis, Moonflight. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> You killed me. I wow. I must be forgetful. I must be forgetful because all I have on my list is uh, the Black Brick, Moonflight, Thousand Year Beard, Fire Tower, Mission of Planet Hex, Barrier Battles, and Gem Blenders. Since starting this out, we've been we've been pretty lucky that people decided to trust trust us to play their game um, and offer feedback and review, which has been pretty sweet. Um, and I'm, you know, super excited that we were able to play a lot of these games. You know, we have a big list, but, uh, I would like to talk about what our favorites were out of all the, out of all the games that we played. No, oh, that's easy. Yeah. I have two, actually three, three very clear favorites. First favorite, uh, they follow us a lot. I really like them. Moonflight. It was a very creative deck builder. I played mm-hmm. a lot of deck builders over the last year and that was Honestly, it has very interesting mechanics, and it plays really well. And I'm looking to see what they're going to do when they actually release the game, because there's two classes I haven't played. So I'm looking forward to playing more of that game, because it was it was very original. I mean, it, as a deck builder, it's not very original, but its mechanics were original. You know what I mean? How you play right. it. So it was really cool. Yeah, so that was also my number one. Wow. As well. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, yeah, so what I really liked about that was the um, I liked how you built your deck up, and then at one point the game switches and you have to build it back down, which is really cool. I, I really enjoyed that, and I and I agree I want to play the other the other uh, jacks as well, see what their what their abilities do and how how it uh, how it makes the game more whole. So what's your uh, what's your number two? Um, yeah, so I had two that I was really choosing between when I chose this, and it actually, I think the way I think what got what pushed this one a little bit over the edge was kind of like how maybe the story of like how I came across it, how we played it to review it. I chose the Epic of Gilanetis as my second choice. Nice, wow, nice. I didn't see that coming, but that is actually yeah, that is a very good, very good runner up. That's a great game. The game has like it's it's it was a really fun two player dice game. Very quick. Yeah. So what's cool? What's cool about it was um, it was in a um, board game geek print and play competition, and the rules were um, the cards can't go over the count of nine, so you can only have nine cards in the entire game, um, and you are you are allowed to use certain components while building the game. So like dice, 
and like player markers or like tokens and stuff like that to keep track of stuff and i just what i really liked about this game was just playing through it and like you know utilize utilizing the dice as your resources to be able to fight off the the, the nightmares you're having uh was really cool it was really it was really fun to being able to um manage my supply cre- creatively using the numbers of the dice and like you know switching them around moving them around if i was able to do that and stuff like that so i thought and you know the artwork really drew me to the game to begin with like it's all watercolor art which is really nice um so yeah that was my number two awesome <clears throat> yeah you want to know what my number two is uh you want to guess no <laughs> Oh, okay. Your number two, uh, yeah, I, can, I think I can guess what it is, what? but you can tell me. No, go ahead, guess. Uh, I would say uh, Mission of Planet Hex or Fire Tower. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you read, you're, we're not even in the same room. You're at home right now, and I'm at home, and you basically <laughs> read my mind. <laughs> it's actually a toss-up between those two. Um, yeah. I think each one has its own reason why it could be runner up. Fire Tower would be my true runner up mainly because it's very easily accessible. I was able to play the game with a lot of different people. Um, right. it was very quick to learn, quick to understand, and everyone who played it had a great time. Yeah, and the Mission to Planet Hex, um, was a very, very, very well done game. Every time I play it, I have a lot of fun. I've seen a lot of people have a lot of fun playing it, so I know it's good. And Jim loves us. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and, and, and I love and, Jim. So it's li- great, you know. Yeah. So so buy yeah, it. I'm biased. Yeah, <laughs> Go back to biased, the earlier conversation. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Mission and Planet Hex was my number three. Nice. I thought so on my on my list. Yeah. Yes. I I, I really do li- really like Mission to Planet Hex, and I love being able to demo it at PAX South. Jim gave us his link to be able to play it and test it out on Tabletopia, make sure everything works. Um, and I did look around it yesterday a little bit too, so I'm excited to play it again because I've been wanting to play it. Cool. What's your, what's your number three? Well, my number three is also Mission to Planet Hex. So, like I said, it was oh, a, oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah, toss-up yeah, between yeah, Fire yeah. Tower and Mission to Planet Hex. <laughs> I mean, they're both equally great games in my book. Yeah. So, if you had to pick one more game off our list to be able to be mentioned in this in this in this podcast for for a great game that we played what would it be indie game <laughs> my fourth spot <laughs> wow uh you know what shout out to gem blenders i have a lot of fun playing that game yeah, yeah. it's just the only problem is no one ever wants to play <laughs> so it's just like whatever <laughs> Oh, you, you backed it though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I'm excited to get like the full, the full game. Technically, have the full game. So, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's just it's just. Is there always only three players? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was more. It could be more, but the whole thing is you just got to get yeah. more cards. I didn't back the. the oh like, yeah, yeah, because like it's uh... there's like a different card sets. So the more, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. The game is great, and it's I remember now. It's a very good, like you know, the person who made it obviously thought a lot about uh, Pokemon and Magic and add those elements and had his own spin and and tried to speed it up. So it's a good game. It's really yeah, good. Game. I I I thought it was more of a deck builder, but now that I remember, it's more of a CCG. It is mm-hmm. that he's going for. Yeah, yeah. 
Cool. What about you? I was going to mention uh, Black Brick. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, show some Alex some love. I mean, all all the games that we played, you know, are very they they hold something special. Yeah, to it's, us because you it's, know they, someone took someone out of their way to send us these games. I mean, this is not this is not by any way like we like. Well, yeah, we like these games more, but you know, just every game that we played, like I don't think there was a game that we super didn't like. You know, there's games that yeah we we had criticism with, but you know we shared honest feedback with uh with the creators and they were they were they were thankful that we did that right so yeah definitely um I do have one other thing a game that was totally left off the uh, Golden Geek Awards for 2019 uh, Humble Tea Party unfortunately it was never made any list or anything and I'm like that is that game is so good and no one's heard of it there you go. it's fun it's a good little party game yeah yeah so. I don't know. If you're looking for a really good party game, that's the game. <laughs> Should have been winner. That's my thoughts. Nice, nice. Cool. Well, uh, I guess congrats to uh, Moonflight for winning <laughs> our our favorite uh, indie game we played. So, uh, you know, man, it's by Manikent Games. Uh, so I would highly suggest checking those guys out. And, uh, you know, when the game is able to be produced to the masses, so you guys should pick it up. All right. Well, thanks, Matt, for uh, talking to me. And complaining about uh, the Golden Geek Awards. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for checking out Friday Night Games podcast. If you're interested in more of what we do, check us out at FridayNightGames.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and uh, if you have a game that you want us to play or review, just shoot us a message and we'll be uh, more than happy to. Thanks again. Thanks, everyone.